You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. What's up? What's up, everybody? Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's a new week. And a brand new day today. Anyway, um, so I just want to say that it is fucking freezing. Me and Manny, or rather, Manny and I are going on day five of God. no heat. It's like we, we are basically Eskimos and we can do anything and survive anything. Yeah, we're in an igloo. No, we're trapped out of the igloo. Because the igloo is supposed to be warm. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, right? But it is freezing, yo. Oh, it's so cold. But you know what's keeping me warm? All Your these terrible, no, all these terrible shows that are on TV this year. Oh, yes. So my favorite, what my you, favorite one. What have you been doing? First of all, can I just say, and I have no problem saying this, I am queen of Ratchet TV. I don't know, yeah. all the Ratchet channels, this one, this <laughs> I can give you all the rundowns, right? This one right here? It is not a lie. However, I will say this. I do draw a line. Like, Bad, uh, Bad Girls Club, I don't watch. It's just trashy. It's terrible. Um, I don't watch that. But, of course, I watch, like, all the Love and Hip Hops and Black Ink Crews and yeah. all that stuff. So, with that being said, VH1 premiered, I guess, last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a show called The Cartel Crew. Yeah. And, yes, it sounds exactly like the title. Cartel Crew. Basically, so, what it is is that it follows, I think, like six to eight um, children of former cartel members. And, um, you know, of course, they're all friends, all this other bullshit. And they're all about loyalty and power. <laughs> and, like, you don't understand my struggle. And, like, it was hard. So like, these are actual guys connected to the cartel. Like, their mother, father, were at some point affiliated. So the main guy on the show, his name is Mike. Uh, Michael Blanco. He's the youngest um, son of Griselda Blanco, who is the very famous cocaine godmother La, and black La Madrina. Woman. Yeah, That's like some name, deep shit. I mean, there's even movies about her I've seen. Yeah, I think on Netflix they got like two or three different uh, TV shows about her. So he's the youngest and he he you know, had to go into the business anytime his mother got locked up, all this yeah. other stuff. So he is the main protagonist in this show. Okay. So, you know, he's just, he's talking about how he wants to be legit. And so he starts a clothing line, which basically is, you know, it started out as this online thing. And now, you know, they're trying to turn to him and his wife, who's also the daughter of a cartel member. Mm-hmm. Um, they just want to go legit. And so they they want to go a little more high-end, and they're in Miami and all this other stuff. So basically, he has shirts that are honoring his mother, who's killed, like, a huge number of people through her business being part of the cartel. And so he has shirts with her face on it, things like that. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was, this is totally... Anybody who's been a victim of this lady is already pissed the fuck off. Because it's like you're making money off of a person who killed a bunch of people. Yeah, I mean, they they even have laws for uh, murderers that you can't make money off of their memorabilia. 
So I can imagine people would be mad about something like this. This lady is responsible for <laughs> quite a lot. Yeah, so there's that, right? So they're using her notoriety. Right, but he sees it as an homage to his mom. And he, you know, after they do this fashion show, they talk about how, you know, this is to celebrate the end of an era that will never be repeated and woman empowerment. Yeah. And, you know, all this stuff. Like, you know, all the other cast members are just talking about how Griselda... Blanco was a boss and how they want to be bosses and so one of the things that Michael said during his uh, confessional he says I want to distribute clothes the way my mom distributed dope all around the world so I don't know I just feel like first of all I know there was mob wives that came out uh, and Growing Up Gotti, Growing Up Gotti was more comedy than anything else. Yeah. But Mob Wise was very much about that. It was these five women who were either married or the daughter of um, famed mob guys and how their lives on Staten Island and how their lives have been affected and all this other shit, right? The yeah. reason Mob Wise did good was because it was new of its time. Like, it was a whole different concept. I just feel Cartel missed that whole fucking thing, right? It, it's almost like he's still trying to, like, oh, no, I'm not going to pay homage. But, you know, she was pretty badass, you know? Like, you keep going back on it. Which I can't even imagine how hard it is, right? Because you know her as your mother yeah. and the person who took care of you. Or the world knows her as this horrible drug-dealing mastermind, basically. Yeah. So then... That's that guy, right? Then you got all these other, you got all these other plastic the, dolls uh, the rolling around. Who just have like six degrees. No, they're very much connected. They're very okay. much daughters, right? Okay. However, this is where it gets dumb. I don't. I cannot sit through an episode when you're getting coffee and you're you're in the coffee shop and be like, "Yo, man, the last time I really had coffee was when I was six. I was with my dad, and I remember the feds. It's like." the fuck are you talking about like that's what it's i can't go through a season of listening to how all these simple things cause such ptsd in something you experienced when you were five yeah and then never under like had no part of it didn't work in the business of it like i understand when a family member goes to jail the whole like you really feel that yeah but homie your father fucking killed people like it's one thing you sell drugs like you sell drugs you sell drugs you killed people you're a murderer yeah i mean it's not like it's not like oh they're just setting him up because uh you know they found like a bag of weed on him he took some lives <laughs> not only that but i feel like the cartel is like on another level of the mobs and i just feel like uh, I don't think your family oh, would appreciate oh definitely you being on tv talking about all these things that they would other guys keep very quiet. Like, nobody, a part of the cartel, would ever go and say, yo, yo, guess what? I'm a part of the cartel. For real. I mean, I mean, the the mob, but they got cement shoes. A cartel gives you, you ever heard of a Colombian necktie? Sounds, I don't want to explain it. It sounds, it sounds terrible. But it's just, um, one of the cast members has been on Ink Masters. I was just going to ask, do you think any of this is just to try to get a little bit, bit of fame? You say she's been on Ink Masters? Ink Masters, Black Ink New York. She what, was on a few episodes. Her name is Tattoo Baby. She's a tattoo okay, artist I remember in Miami. Her. Yeah, she's a tattoo artist in Miami. Like, what do you need? Like, you're not doing this because you want people to know. You're doing this because of other marketing reasons. Yeah. I applaud that. But I don't think I don't see this lasting more than a season. A season. And with well, that, you know, well, you never know. There's ridiculous stuff on TV. I mean, there's there's good things about there's good shows about ridiculous things. Yes. 
Hey you guys, this is Nikki Trends from Bubble Bath Stories, and I bet you're always wondering, how are we able to come up with stories for our show? We have a little secret weapon, Flipboard.com. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. So get started now at Flipboard.com. And one of those things is the Fry Festivals. The Fire Festival. One and two. Oh my God. Fry. Oh yeah. I don't know. It is looks it like Fry. fry. Well, I mean, the, I mean, the guy in charge of it uh, definitely is frying right now. <laughs> I mean, is he though? Is he really frying? Billy, uh, Billy McFarlane. Ugh, no relation. I'll be honest. I remember when the guy uh, first came into news and they were talking about those cards. I remember that on the yes, news. Yes, I almost downloaded I downloaded the app, but I never filled it out because yeah. I had to pay for it. Yeah, and I get thinking, <laughs> like, oh, I'm not going to pay for this. And so, you know, when they... So on Netflix and Hulu, there's two different documentaries about the same exact thing, basically. Uh, if you check it out, they're both about the fire festival that happened. When, what year was that in? The one uh, that Ja Rule was. Uh, oh my God! Didn't even get me with. started on that. We'll we'll get on that in a second. But yeah, so they they both these documentaries are about this fire festival that happened that was a total bomb total mess up people were stuck on the lord of the flies lord of the flies basically and you know it's crazy when you watch them both you have to watch the hulu one first though because the thing is they're both from different perspectives you get the hulu one where it's because i'm an old man <laughs> i'm 32 but i feel like an old man when i hear anybody try to explain millennial stuff to me oh my god and this movie on hulu is like from the total perspective of we're millennials woe is us here's the thing right we're millennials this is i was we're explaining like the end of the yeah, spectrum no, no, but this is what i was telling a coworker of mine i was like we're millennials we're just like we are the first batch of millennials that still have baby boomer problems Look, or Generation X problems. I'll be honest. Millennials are responsible for a lot of great stuff in very, very this few years. This was not one of them. This was a total mess, though. But if you watch the Netflix one right after that, it puts it in perspective of the people that worked for this guy. And that's really where it becomes more serious. I just feel like, okay, so I, unlike Manny, watched Netflix first. So the Netflix documentary first. So my standard was already sky high. She already knew who he hurt. So <laughs> she didn't care. No, that's not true. With the millennials I, thought so, after that. So I try to watch the Hulu one and I was about five, eight minutes into it when I realized no fucking way can I do this. That movie, the way they portrayed it, was as like a senior in high school trying to pass his thesis film class. Yeah, I that's mean, what it came off as, and it also felt like an older, per like an old person trying to get into the mindset of a millennial telling stories. Yeah, it it's it's comical in certain parts because they definitely go over um <clears throat> they definitely go over the fact that uh he 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 was supposed to be a genius and a prodigy and all this yeah, stuff. This said he hacked his school computer at the age of two Shut up. he talks about how his first business was <laughs> was fixing people's crayons and that he hacked into the school computer and put oh you can get your crayons fixed where he was just sharpening people's crayons and he talks about it like it's a business and his i guess his mother put a statement on where she talks about how oh he was a prodigy from the beginning but i'm sitting there thinking about this like so let me get this straight 
You scammed kids when you were a kid. You're... You grow up, you come up with a company that scams other people into thinking you're an exclusive club, and now you're scamming thousands of people for this festival. You know, it's a, it's a cycle. But you yeah, don't right. see that. You're a scammer. Yeah, a scammer. And you don't see that in the Netflix one. That's why you got to watch the Hulu one first. I don't... I, I think the Hulu one definitely because is they clear cut about what kind of person he was. Because they actually interview him on the Hulu one. And when you hear him talk about himself... Okay. Well, obviously. <laughs> I mean, listen. Here's it's my funny. thing, it's right? Funny. Here's my thing. Was it... Could it, ha- could it have been something great? Absolutely. Oh. I 100% believe it could have been something great. I get it. It was meant for something great. However, here's where you fuck up. You are going onto an island. First, he was very showy, and it's, it shows in Netflix. He didn't know what the fuck he wanted. He didn't have any structure when he was shooting this video. He basically just wanted them to capture every single thing at any given moment and then figure it out. He is fucking, like, you can tell he's scatterbrained and can't keep a, a clear thought. So if you're out there and you haven't, uh, have, if you haven't heard about the whole situation, uh, Fire Festival was a music festival that was supposed to go on. Um, ja and it was Rule. supposed to promote an app. And so Ja Rule was set up with it where he was actually one of the promoters for it too. And so what was going on was it started out as a promotion for a specific app that was for sharing... Um, so you got booking, uh, to, for, booking book, for booking celebrities and for booking talent. And so they used the Which, festival. by the way, could have been a dope app. Yeah. So they used the festival to promote it. But the thing is, the festival, which usually a festival like this, they need at least a year in advance to set it all up. They only gave the guys three months to set it up. Oh, my God. And it was just a complete disaster. Um, so look it up because it's a really interesting story. But the whole thing about the app, just like you said, I totally agree. And and if you watch the um, if you watch the Netflix one, it definitely paints a lighter side of Ja Rule. Not that I'm sitting here saying that Ja what? Rule was a smart investor or anything, but it definitely helps you understand that you know as a musician, I can understand if he was trying to promote something that would help other musicians cut the middleman out of the booking situation because he explains that in the Netflix one and they do kind of go over it on the Hulu too and so you know when I first heard about the situation I thought oh of course Ja Rule messed something up but then you're really watching you're like man this guy really conned people all the way to the top yeah but here's my thing this is in the movie in the Netflix movie yeah they are record again recording. He sounds everything. like an idiot still. Yeah. So they're recording um, a conference call, a visual conference call, and one of, and one of the people they're just talking about. Listen, this is this is after the festival was a disaster. So John Rule say this was the first one. Like the next one's gonna. This motherfucker's so delusional. He thinks there's gonna be a next one. He's like, this is you know we made mistakes and it's gonna be fine. And someone basically said we committed fraud. We said you know we we on the bottom told you guys what was possible and what was it and you said keep pushing through and and then job rule comes back on some well it i wouldn't say it's fraud it's false advertisement i guess he didn't read books while he was in jail well i mean the security exchange commission actually arrested the guy for it uh they were using funds from the fire app which was set up as a completely separate entity 
to actually fund the 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 uh, fire festival, and so the employees for the fe- for the app, the people that actually developed the app, who had no idea about any of the thing that was going on. They with the also festival. weren't getting paid after all this shit went down. McFarland basically tells them, "So hey," and and he knew what the fuck he was doing. He basically said, "So nobody's getting fired." But there won't be any payroll for the short term. So that they couldn't. So, I mean, it's up to you guys if you want to quit. And so one of the workers is like, so you aren't going to fire us so that we can't file for unemployment? And he goes, well, I don't know how that how it works on the benefits. I yes, you do, you stupid idiot. Also, this is the other disgusting thing. Well, on that conference call that I was talking about, one of the things that came out of Ja Rule's mouth was, it wasn't like we killed anybody. Nobody died. How they that had is thousands of people stuck on the island on the island, no food. And here's where I laugh, right? So I actually heard about this incident as it was happening. I remember hearing about it. And I remember thinking anybody who would pay that much money to fucking go see a not very impressive lineup in the Bahamas deserves everything they fucking got. I mean, they were asking for fifty thousand dollars to some whack ass VIP and people paid that. You know, now that you mentioned it, there you go. That goes the other side of the coin where they talk about um, how these millennials, these not just millennials, I guess, but the majority of it is these folks that who are paying this outrageous amount of money for a festival that they were duped into, though. That they knew nothing about. That it was, it was such a fucking facade. And here's the thing. Uh, why would you be a part of something that Ja Rule is a part of? <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? If if Ja Rule was was on, partners, let's not, let's not get on Ja Rule. If Ja Rule like was partners with the people ja at Coachella, I would not go. Let me tell you something. I mean, I kind of thought about you for a second when I was watching the Hulu, and the reason is because it's not just Ja Rule you got to blame. They blame a lot on this whole uh, the FOMO, on this whole FOMO thing. No, but I'm not. And you go over this a lot. I do have What's FOMO? FOMO. What's FOMO? FOMO is fear of missing out. But here's the other coin too. <laughs> I'm not dumb. I don't have that much fear you are. I'm to not fucking spend ten thousand dollars. Like you deserve everything you got. I'm not However, s- this is what else I would say. It also shows how easily influenced. Yeah, how easily influenced people are when it comes to celebrities. Like, all they did was put up an orange box, you morons. Like, you thought you were going to party with these celebrities. That is crazy. That is crazy. You as a consumer are stupid. (laughs) Like, we need to do a better job at understanding what happens in social media is not real life. You know what's crazy is uh, the way he actually scammed these people. Um... I was actually seeing how they uh, photoshopped the uh, parking lot that they... Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> so, basically, uh, the guy uh, takes a... They lose the... They actually... This goes, actually, a lot with the cartel thing. Um, they originally had an island purchased. By Pablo Escobar. And so, what happened was the owner who was doing the deal for them to Said- sell them told them, Listen, I'll sell you this, but I'm trying to change the... The reputation of the area. Just don't mention that Pablo Escobar used to own the place. And what they did. promo that they set out. An island that used to be owned by Pablo Escobar. Here's what's, here's what's sad. Is that doing... First of all, you didn't do it in the United States. You went to another 
country, island, whatever, and you really fucked with their whole ecosystem and the way that they live. People were working around the clock for months, for weeks, trying to get these whack-ass tents up to get the ground ready, and they never got paid. Like, one guy who was recruiting these workers off of the faith that he was going to get paid by McFarland. He got his life threatened. He never got paid. People were looking for him. The one restaurant on the island that was feeding all of these crazy monsters who had cooks around the clock had to spend $50,000 of her own life savings to pay these people because she has to see them every day. She can't get off the island. The island is her life. It is crazy. (laughs) And it also makes Americans look so terrible. It's just like a never-ending effect. And I do want to just say this. So I was doing a little research about the investigation and the lawsuit. It's going to be a class action lawsuit. Yeah. Even though Billy kind of doesn't have any fucking money. He did make money off of the Hulu documentary. He did? Yes. He made money. They won't disclose how much money. Because then he will get... The all he's gonna lose all his money anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the Netflix one so was produced <laughs> was produced by Jerry Media, which basically did the advertisement for the company. And so they're saying that sounds really fishy. Fuck Jerry, yeah. Yeah, the, that uh, sounds really the fishy. They should be sued too. So it is like crazy. They don't know. They might they have to do an investigation to see if the influencers really knew if they were scammed or if they knew and were involved in what's going on. They could be sued. All these models could be. It's just like that a never-ending list of destruction that-, that this guy just at no, like with no thought, just his whole path. Then get gets arrested, is out on bail. And does a whole new scam thing that's caught all on camera in the Netflix documentary. Fucked up. It's so, yo, you get spam emails, delete them. Don't ever answer things from people, ever. Well, I mean, he's got a never-ending cycle where he's going to keep scamming. I'm sure once he gets into jail, he's going to find a new scam. He's going to be at home. It's crazy. I'm. It's so, so fucking scary. I was scared the whole time that I was watching it. Um, so you guys should definitely not check out Cartel Crew because it's terrible unless you absolutely love terrible, terrible TV. Um, but yeah, I am interested to know basically which documentary people like the most. I've gotten Netflix a lot. Based on what you just said, if anything, watch the Hulu one because that guy owes a lot of people money and they got to get paid. Oh, my God. Because, you know, he's not going to see a cent of that. Oh, my God. Do you... Uh, okay, one more thing. You want to then... know how bad this guy is in business? You want to know how bad he is in business? He ordered a million dollars worth of alcohol at a 40% duty tax. I you, don't know what that means. 40% of what he bought in alcohol was a tax also. $400,000. And he's got workers... He's telling workers to go suck dick for some Evian water. Yeah, he <laughs> like, didn't have any water. And you know what? That guy's going to get a job anywhere because he's a team player. He is willing to take one for a cause. I he's think, down for the cause. I think the biggest scam, it was the fact that he double scammed the the uh, actual people going to the concert by telling them, oh, this is going to be a cashless concert. And so you have to put in money on a wristband, which makes sense because a lot of things do it. Coachella does that. A lot of other uh, things, Sun, Sunset Music Festival does yeah. that. I'm sure Ultra. But um, so he used that 
people were putting in money thinking it was to buy their equip their their and it was things fund. later. It was a it was just game. to fund the rest of the debt that he had. This guy was was coming up with with ways to raise money just to pay off the money. It was like raise a hundred dollars. Uh, to pay off fifty, raise two hundred to pay off that hundred, raise three hundred, pay off the two hundred, raise a thousand, like never. It's exhausting. I'm and nobody is ever getting paid. Yeah, it's it's exhausting. It's a huge scale of that whole paycheck to paycheck thing. I don't know how anybody wanted to interview this guy saying he was a he was a genius. I I got I got people in Tampa who I know who who are doing the same thing on a small scale. Yeah, nobody's just, interviewing them. They're just saying they got bad credit. It's very stressful to say the least. How does especially somebody like that get a get a million dollars. I don't know. He's a salesperson. <laughs> All right, it's terrible. But you guys definitely check it out. I we obviously want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, you can catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Bubble Bath Stories. And if you just want to see what I'm doing, you can hit me up on Instagram at Nikki Trends. And I've got one too. It's I got no time for this. For this. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. And tell and, your friends about us too. And comment. We always love hearing comments from our listeners. All right, you guys. Y'all have a great night. Bye. Bye.